<laughs> did not did no. not see that coming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, uh, too much fun. Too Dennis, much. my friend. Hello. Here we are back again. Here we go. It's the uh, Thanksgiving episode. Yes. Uh, I'm thankful for you. One of the uh one of the busiest uh bar days in the US. What, Thanksgiving or Black Wednesday Friday? the night before? Oh, really? All across America, people are returning to their hometowns. Oh, and, right, uh, to get wasted. Running into all their friends at the nearest, at their, right. their, uh, their historic watering holes. I did it for all my life when, you know, when my parents were alive. And I would go back there every, right, right. every holiday. It was crazy out. We had so much fun. Well, I mean, you got a uh party before the thanks i guess well and i you you I, I guess you're not following the nfl but tomorrow it's the bills against the lions which are my two teams and uh, they're playing here at home and uh, there's no one predicting that the lions win but nobody predict, predicted they'd win last week either and they did they crushed <laughs> a team at home first time they won an away game in over three years well, can you okay. believe that? I cannot. That, that's a terrible yeah. record, isn't it? Haven't won an away game since 2019 or some such shit. Well, I mean, uh, there was a pandemic, if you wanted to blame it on that, but yes. No. I also anyway. have uh, also have uh, football played with the feet news. To, oh, right, to right, 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 right. Saudi Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in an upset. Yes, my Argentinian uh, friends are. Well, let's just say I've been, I've been mocking them. Uh, but extra news since then that you may not have heard of. But uh, let's. Uh, what is it? What? Well, just tell me the news. Well, the news is that uh, Spain fucking destroyed. Costa Rica this afternoon, seven to zero. Ooh, ooh. That's like they had a touchdown yeah. with the extra point. Yeah. Right? It's like, what? Uh, that's the, uh, you almost never get to a score in, uh, in international soccer that you need more than one hand to, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was kind of amazing. But, you, but then there's a problem that you can't use your hands. It's true. You have to uh, you have to use your toes on your feet to say the score. That's true. Right. Well, good good point, Dennis. Hey, I know my sports. Well, I coached a soccer team as you. I don't. I never knew the rules. Still don't. But I was a coach. Well, I just told them. That, Get the ball from the other guy when they had it. Kick it in the net. Yeah, my uh, my son loves soccer except for the part where they where the, somebody else comes to try and take the ball from him. It, he doesn't like that part. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, he wants to be a professional penalty kicker. Ah, we're like, don't touch my ball. Do they have those? I'm gonna kick it. No, they don't. Oh, sadly, well, there you go. Ruined a ruined career. Even oh well, he'll started. have to find another mode of employment. So I will. I will tell you uh, on the. Uh, and so, what happens next with Spain? Let's finish that thought. Who they play? I think Spain is Saudi in Arabia? a group with um, uh, Germany and Japan. So Germany played Japan today right. which i thought was kind of like oh look it's the world war ii enemies uh yeah. and what do, you, Jap- what do you think about all the controversy of the slave labor did you read or hear about the slave labor that built all the stadiums and the hotels you know they built the city yeah yeah, yeah. 10 years and, ago and, there wasn't they, a city yeah and they used slave labor immigrants from other countries and oh yeah and, it's uh, a shit show 
the decrepit conditions. Yeah, and like, but like, we knew this when Qatar was was labeled as the sure. as the city, and uh, and also they have like like no alcohol allowed and no uh, like I don't know if they uh, are enforcing the like covering of women's heads or something, but uh, they're well, they they're, they're, they're being very you, yeah. you know it's uh, it's and. Of all people, Morgan Freeman was one of the people that opened the ceremony. He's under a shit of fire, uh, particularly for somebody that played Nelson Mandela. I mean, it's like, how much did they pay you? You know, I mean, what what prompted you? I mean, what are you a big, huge fucking soccer fan? Or I'd like to get the backstory on that. I did not hear that corner of the uh, of the angle, but and they show him with a uh, Arab who apparently doesn't have any legs and is so it looks like a torso on the stage or like he's standing in a hole cut through the floor of the stage but as it turns out he right. doesn't have any legs and so the picture I saw which I want to know more about too is that Morgan Freeman when he ended up talking to him there's a picture of him Morgan Freeman laying on the floor sideways with his head propped up like he's oh, no. watching television, talking to the guy at his his level. Uh, oh no! Which I I thought was was good. Uh, looked it looked like exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, but questionable. I don't know. Uh, I have not seen any of that, and I will look for that to maybe put in wow. the show notes if I can find it. But uh, maybe not. So I need uh, I need hazard pay for tonight's show. Hazard pay. I got my shingles, second shingle shot yesterday in my right arm, so lifting my scotch is very painful. I also got my flu shot on my left arm. But you've been doing roofing, so... Been doing what? You've been, like, working on roofs, so your shingle shot. <laughs> no? Ah. Uh... Huh. No, I did, uh, I did, you know, I was working on a lady's windows. You know the story? And I broke the glass. The very, the, I was ready to put it all back together again about a half hour from having the job almost completely done. Yeah. And I had just cleaned the, the storm window, two panes of glass to put back up. Uh, that was the next thing. And so as I leaned it against the, uh, the iron fence, the chain link fence, a little gust of wind blew and, and it lifted a little bit. And I said, oh, that's dangerous. I should either put it in the garage or, or, you know, I'll just lean it a whole lot more. Right. So I leaned it a lot more and then got up on the ladder and a real big gust of wind hit it and blew it and shattered uh, a pane of glass that was, okay. I don't know, 28 inches by 30 inches big. Yeah. And so I had to clean up the glass and get the frame cleaned up, take it to the hardware store, get it measured, get the oh, glass man. put in, pay for it, wait 10 days, get it, then I go back, and it won't fit. <laughs> it won't fit. And it's off, it's off it an eighth of an inch, so there's a gap, and that lets in cold air. And it makes no sense. I, I do everything I can to figure out, and then I realize that the frame that I'm putting it into is the problem. The window I'm putting in is square. Uh -huh. And so I loosened two screws on the aluminum frame and that allowed this window to go in and fit when I gave it a little bit of a thump with my hand. And what that window did was it changed the way the frame was sitting on the sill, a hair, just a hair, and then when I put the two new screws in, the screws were just a little, a little to the right of where they had been, and uh, uh, it so fixed. Fixed. Did that for free. Well done. Well done. Uh, thus concludes Dennis's uh, pain 
So and I, I sent her. I sent the, the owner the email. It said window pane, P A I N. Nice. Yeah. I get yeah. it. That's a that's a pun. And she said, uh, pain she pun. Said, yeah. Well, yeah. When you come to replace the window, I think, I think something happened that there was a effect of some chipped paint on the inside of the house. And right. I wrote her back. The first version of it said, yeah, that's probably when I was slamming the window in that didn't quite fit with my big rubber mallet. And I put my whole weight behind it and it worked. I got it jammed in there. Perfect. Cause you want a tight fit. I didn't say any of that. I said, Oh, well that's happened sometimes when you're, you know, when you're, you're trying to get a piece of wood. I was jamming so your window. That you got to, you got to tap it. I said, tap it with a hammer. Tap it. I was hitting this wall so hard. I was giving it a full swing, which I couldn't now. My shoulder is fucked up from this shot. Huh. I can't believe it. Oh. And this well, one, this one, this one is like a regular hurt. And I'm so thankful for it. Yes. Uh, right. For so the, the flu, she said, well, you're getting two shots, shingles and flu, which one you, which arm you wanted. And, and I said, you know, I don't think it really matters to me, uh, but I think it's in, in different arms. And she said, okay, well, let's go with the, the left arm for flu. Yeah. Because you remember FLU and it's your left arm. And, uh, and then you remember that that's the side with your flu shot. And I said, well, I hate to say this, but you're giving me a lot more credit that I'm due that you think somehow I'm going to remember all that. I don't really care which arm you put it in. And besides, your acronym doesn't work very well. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's fuck left you. Letter. And I said, what, what you should say, and excuse me, but you should say, my fucking left arm. You fucking put in the shot arm. my fucking left arm. arm. And uh, her reaction, she thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Put her head back with a big, deep-throated laugh and said, I wish I could say that. I don't think corporate would like it. I don't imagine. And then she stuck the shingles in the other one. And I said, oh, Jesus, that hurt more than the other one. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, if it weren't for these shots, you wouldn't have a job. And she said, and she said oh, yes, I would. I don't, I don't enjoy this any more than you do. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to build an acronym for shingles. And it's a sucking hot insert. And, and she cut me off. And she said, you got to go. Here's Let's your, see. Here's your sucking paperwork. Sucking hot insert, glorious. Uh, and forgot the end. Searing shit. hot insert. No. Go lose it, sucker. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to work. That's work easy to that. remember. I should write her a note. So we're going to workshop that. Uh, so last time I left us, I was thinking, In the oh, lurch. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to have all this free time to like watch... Uh, uh, whatever that show is that we're watching. Uh, and I'm going to just like Which? have all this free time. And uh, turns out I was busy as fuck. In, never, never had free time. What was the London. show we were? The Affair? Yes, The Affair. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so like I had all of that downloaded and I was like, oh, I'm going to have all this free time on the plane and blah, blah, blah. And uh, turns out not so much. Uh, yeah. So I just got back from a week in London. Right. Which is. How was, it? How was the weather? How was the weather, mate? The weather was quite nice, mate. It wasn't raining, eh? There was one day where it was raining, but I was not out in it. In it, where you so, know, rain through the window can be soothing in a way. So, under so, the drip, 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 soothe your nerves. It gets on some people's nerves, not mine. I found it soothing. So, I actually bought a brand for the for the northern summer, northern summer for the northern Spanish winter. I recently bought a new umbrella, and I thought, ah, oh, I will. 
I will cleverly take this with me when I go to England. And I did, and I never and you used lost it. it. No, I didn't lose it. Like I had it in my suitcase the whole time. But um, oh, it folds small, huh? Yeah. So I went uh, for the first couple days. I stayed with some friends in West London in a town called Ealing, and they live in a lovely town. And uh, they are like internet friends. Like they are friends that I. Uh, that let's see, they are Facebook friends of people that I met online when I was blogging back in the day. And I would not have met them previously, except that, uh, as you may recall, last uh, Christmas, uh, I went to the Canary Islands for, for just a oh, right, reason. Oh, right, right, right. I remember and that's when a great I, when story. I was th- when I was there... Uh, I I like checked in on the Facebook app and this Facebook friend who is a Scottish woman uh, was saying, hey, uh, we just checked into this hotel in the Canary Islands. And I looked and it was like five miles from where, from where I was. And so, so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, for some reason we're in the same spot right now. We should get oh, together. Oh, no shit. And so we did. And so, like, I met her down there uh, last Christmas. Uh, but then, uh, like, they live within uh, underground tube distance to London. And so I said, hey, uh, would uh, would you like me to come visit you and, and sleep a couple nights in your house? <laughs> and, <laughs> And they were like, "Sure, come on, we've got plenty of plenty of rooms." Oh, isn't and that great? so I did, and that was lovely because it saved me uh, lots and lots of uh, money of staying in a place near near. But wouldn't London. that have been company money, or are you doing this on the side? No, this is not company money. Uh, oh, it's you. It's your. Did you have to take time off to do it? Well, let's. We'll get into, into that in a moment. Uh, so. I I went and spent so I left Saturday morning at like uh, my flight was at seven a.m. and it was a two hour flight and because I was going uh, to a time zone that is west of me even though geographically it's east uh, it was uh, so I. I arrived at, in London at like 8 a.m. Oh. And I, it was, it was funny. I walked through, um, like when I, when I got to immigration, because obviously, obviously we have to go through immigration because Brexit and now like it's a different, different uh, country. Uh, when I got to immigration, there was nobody. There was this huge space where there was like room for all of these lines and stuff, and there was nobody there. And I asked the the person working there. I said, "Are we the first flight?" And she said, "No, love, you're the third." I said, "Okay," uh, but there was just no line for the immigration. And I walked right through. I scanned my passport and whatever, and uh, and then I took the tube. And so on my way, so I took the train from Gatwick up to Victoria Station to take the tube over west. And when I got to Victoria Station, I thought, I'm going to spend some of my uh, some of my pounds that I have saved from 17 years ago when I used to live in the UK. Uh, because I had I have a a whole little box full of like almost 400 pounds that I have Which uh, is saved what, up. 200 bucks. No, four hundred pounds is more like uh, five hundred bucks. Oh, and so I, so I, so I, so I went to to pay for this coffee, and I handed over my coins, and the baristas were like, "No, love, uh, this is not this is not money anymore. Like, whatever this is, this is not money." And I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll pay with my with my with my phone on the contact list," and so I did that. And uh, they said you got to you got to take this to a bank, 
So uh, anyway, uh, did you? Late, so later I, I, you know, I get to their house. So like I arrive at their house at like 9 a.m. And they're like just waking up uh, because it's 9 fucking a.m. Uh, but I've have, I have traveled from another country. And so we sit around and have coffee and talk for a while. And then we go out to, uh, to go see some, see some stuff. But, uh, the, uh, let's see, uh, the money thing is super interesting. So I, everyone told me, yeah, this money is not really money anymore. You have to go to a bank to like change this into real money. And because I had these old paper bills. Like I had, uh, I had like 340, uh, pounds. And so later in the week I go to a bank, uh, in Covent Garden and I go to the NetWest bank and I wait in line for a while. And then the lady, uh, you know, it's, it's my turn. And I say, Hey, can I con- convert these into, into actual pounds? And she's like, ah, Nah, this is not money. Like, you you maybe need to go to the Bank of England. Let me go check with my supervisor if this is real money. Because also uh, I had uh, Scottish pounds. Because when I had emptied my bank account, I had done so in Scotland when I was on my Scottish tour with our friends. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Paul and Jeff when we were on our uh, Scotland visit in 2005. So uh, she comes back and she says, no, we can't do this. You need to go to the Bank of England. She said, the Bank of England is, uh, you know, here's the direction to, to the Bank of England. It's 45 minutes away. No, it's 35 minutes away. It closes in 45 minutes. So I'm like, okay, fine. I walk, 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 walk. I get to the Bank of England, and there's a guy there at the front door that says, uh, why do you want to come in here? And I said, well, I need to change this old money. And he says, we've been closed for two hours because there's a two-hour queue to get, like, like, there's a line to get serviced here. And it's been two hours long, and there are still people waiting. So, uh, no, go away. He said, go to the local post office. I said, okay. Post office is a uh, 10 minute walk away. So I walk, walk, walk over to the post office and I get there. And they say, uh, after I take a number and wait for a while, they say, okay, uh, we can change up to 300 pounds. And I had like 340 or whatever it was. Uh, and I said, 300 pounds, like every what? Like, can I just go back out the door and come back in and like have another oh, uh-huh, 300? Uh-huh. And she said, every two years. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> and so she so proceeds. She gave up 21 pounds, which. She proceeds to take down my passport information. Like, they're very anti uh, money laundering because apparently yeah. someone figured out how to print the previous paper money in a way that like made it useful to like do that. And so, uh, so anyway, uh, I ended up changing my three hundred. And when I was done, like I was like, "Oh, uh, thank you very much." And she said, "I'm not supposed to have accepted this Scottish." bullshit but i i have so you know you're welcome like, oh okay. wow so you walked away with what 400 bucks uh 300 pounds which is uh 300 gbp uh which is uh 362 us dollars now okay that's a nice bit of pocket change carry around yeah but but it's pocket change in a in a place that no longer needs pocket change. So, the whole time I was there, everything was was paid with by the phone or or by my watch. Just and they like, wouldn't take cash. No, I mean they would, but 
why do I want coins and shit in my pocket when I can just be like... Because you don't want $321. So the, the most perfect use case for contactless payment is the uh, subway uh, entry and exit. Or like tips. before... When I, 20 years ago, when I visited London, you had to go and you had to go and put in your coins and you would buy a little a little ticket. It would be good for like a week. And for this week, you could like take that and like slide it through the machine and it would pop up on the other side and you would like be able to go through the, the turnstile. Now, you can just take your phone and, and touch it to the thing and it like right, opens. Of course. And it's, it's all managed by... Like, you don't have to think about paying for anything. You could have later been a or big whatever tipper. they charge you. Who knows? Could have been but, a big uh, tipper. People are taking tips would take that money in a heartbeat. You know, you know what else I saw? I saw someone. Uh, I saw a busker in the in the underground subway. You know, playing. You know. A guitar playing Bob Dylan or whatever, and he he had both a place where you could throw coins, but also a little thing where you could go and tap your phone to give him three pounds. <laughs> what a clever, like wow. I've never seen that before. But what a clever idea, because these days we don't we don't use cash. Like the whole time I was in I was in England, I never once used cash. I just went on a trip and, and paid for everything with cash, including my hotel room and my meals and my beer, because I did a job that paid 600 bucks, and I took the job so I could take this trip with my significant other. And I thought, you know what? I got the money. I got out $600 in cash. And we got in the car and I paid for cash all along the way because it felt like a better connection between the work I did and the trip. I mean, if that's how it connects you. Uh, so I have other, I have other uh, stories about this particular trip. The, the conference. So normally for a tech conference, the kind of thing that I go to, uh, it's not even questioned whether or not, uh, as a speaker, my travel and hotel we will be paid for. Like that's like given. Like yeah. you, you tell me where we're, where the hotel is that all the speakers are staying, and so that I can like plan my my visit my while I'm there. And uh, and this particular conference, the organizer, and I say organizer because it seems that there was just this one woman that was organizing everything. Uh, and normally a conference of, of this size uh, has a whole team of organizers, but uh, it seems that there was just this one woman. Uh, she said, uh, so... My first red flag was uh, like six months ago, we'll say. Uh, she said, hey, do you want to come and talk at this conference? And I was like, sure, yeah. And uh, and then four months ago, like two months after that, uh, I was just like chatting on Twitter about how like, oh, yeah, I only go to conferences where they like pay for me to go. And... And I got a DM from her, a direct message from her saying, hey, you just said this thing about how like all the conferences pay for you to go there. Could you like maybe take this down? Because we're not actually paying for all the speakers to go to this conference. And that was like, whoa, okay, that's super fucked up. But And, and she didn't think to mention that to you? No, I mean she uh, like that's ridiculous. So, so like I, uh, I was like, okay, fine, I'll remove that tweet because that tweet meant nothing to me. Uh, fine, and 
and but then it got weirder and weirder and weirder where like uh she said okay so uh like so like a week before the event they she had not decided on which hotel the speakers were going to be in she was like uh still negotiating between two hotels oh lord and right exactly it was like a super like what is going on here and finally she said uh okay we've booked this super fucking fancy hotel next to covent fucking garden uh where it's going to cost us 200 pounds a night for you to stay there uh by the way, the speaker like the speaker dinner is on Wednesday, and then it's a two-day conference, Thursday and Friday. So, uh, but we can only afford one night of hotel for you. Which night would you like that to be? Like the Wednesday night, or the Thursday night, or the Friday night? And I was just like, "What? No! What a pain what are you in doing? the ass!" And so I did not respond to that. And then well, later she the last night because you were later. Out. Later she came back and was like, uh, "No, actually, we found money for uh, we we can afford for two nights for you." But like already, I had gone off on my own and booked like an Airbnb, just like a single fucking room near the venue where I knew I could like sleep. I thought for, you were staying with friends. No, well, so I was staying with friends, but. Uh, the idea, uh, like I looked at the, at the train schedule and it would, and it would require that I like leave the after party super early to make it all the way back to my friend's house. So I decided I'm going to book a place near the venue so I can just like second night for, for three nights for the, for the, after the speaker dinner, and then after the after the main after the first day, and after the second day. So you got and there then, Tuesday. Huh? You got there Tuesday. I went there on Saturday. And, oh my god! So you were at your friend's house for three days, even before all the. Yes. More, oh, I see. You. This is quite a trip, then. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, so that was. Uh, so yeah, so but like my three days of Airbnb costs less than two days of this expensive uh, apartment that this sure. expensive hotel that they wanted to put us up in. So anyway, uh, that was. It turns out that all the speakers were in different hotels because they were forced to like choose their hotel and hope for the best. Was anyway, everybody bitching about it or no? <clears throat> Yes, and there were there, there were more problems. Uh, the they chose like the whole idea of the conference. Okay, so they said there were going to be a hundred plus speakers, and uh, it turns so out big. after all after all this shit shook after all this shit shook out, uh, there were like eighty. How many? Eighty. Eight, eight wow. zero, uh, but there were supposed to be three thousand attendees, and in the end there were three hundred. Oh no! Oops. So, like, it was a way smaller venue than than expected, and way smaller. They got their ass kicked. Thing and uh, and they also promised. Uh, and they asked sponsors specifically to say, hey, can you give us extra money so that we can pay for the audiovisual team to like uh, live stream this? And they were selling live streaming tickets until the very end. And turns out there were no cameras in any of the talks. And it was like, what are you doing selling live tickets even now that those of us that are here can see that there are no cameras. Anyway, it was a big. Uh, Did they rip it off? Uh, it feels so. Uh, it feels very fraudulent. It feels very much like the sort of uh, Trumpian. Uh, More than negligent. I will not pay 
people that I have that I have contracted to do work for me because no. And it turns out that like uh, the organizers uh, company, like uh, you can go back and look at the records in the UK of her company. And it's like, it's changed the name as a bunch of like 50 times in the last uh, 10 years. And it's like super, super, never again. So your talk was supposed to have, X number and ended up with Y number? So, look, uh, I personally don't really care because I was giving a talk that I have given, this is the fifth or sixth time I've given this talk this year. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, nor do I care that if it was broadcast or not because I've already given it in a way that I'm proud of having it broadcast. So I don't really care. Uh, my room at the time was pretty full, uh, which is, you know, I guess uh, a compliment to me. But uh, I don't really, I don't really care that it wasn't recorded. Uh, but like, what I really get out of these conferences is hanging out with the other important people that are also speakers. Yeah, like that's what I that that's my bread and butter. Like yeah. I get, I get out of it's all networking. And so I got that out of this conference. I, I probably would not, not that anyone fucking listens to this drivel, but I probably would not be saying these things if I had not already been uh, paid for my travel huh? and expenses. So like right. she, she wired me that money. And so I, I don't feel Look, like before, uh, I got an email from the events ticketing thing that said, "Hey, give your give your rating for this conference. Uh, this rating will be shared with the with the organizer." And I was like, "No, not until I get paid, because I don't trust this person. Not, I don't. If I." It felt like the kind of person that if I say something bad, she's not going to pay me. Because you didn't, there was no trust there. What did you, uh, so you got paid and then you scored him what, a four or a three? <laughs> out of ten? Uh, no, this would be a one or a two out of five. Well, same, same. Yeah. So, uh, but I have not scored them. Uh, but and, and and it was just a big, it, but like also, like because they they were asking like r real money like f from companies like Google saying hey we're going like if you promise that you're going to reach 3000 uh attendees and you get a sponsor thinking that oh we will sponsor your conference because we're going to reach that, that many people. And then you show up with a 10th of that many people. Uh, like, I think there's going to be like lawsuits and stuff because yeah. like, that's not okay to lie like that. Yeah. So anyway, it was a big uh, sort of clusterfuck, but, um, but, but you, you, they, you didn't charge a fee. You just did it. Huh. it uh, correct. No, no, no. I mean, uh, normally I will go and do these things if if my expenses are paid. Sure. And this time there was a risk that my expenses were not going to be paid. But right. then finally they were. And so whatever. Well, you know, that happens time to time. But I got to go and meet my, my cool friends in London. And I spent... I took a train up to Oxford for one night, and I spent a night up there with another friend. And what'd you do was, in Oxford? You drank a pint. I had a pint of ale. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I have a friend. In, so I have a colleague in Oxford that works at my company, and I asked him. I said, "Hey." Can I come up and like uh, if you have a if you have a bed that I can spend the night in, like I don't want to go up 
two hours to Oxford and then two hours back in the same day. And, and he said, ah, uh, no, nah, not really. We just have, no, we can't, <laughs> you can't sleep here. And so then I asked another friend and he was like, yeah, we have a spare bedroom. And so I went up and, and uh, spent a night with him. Cool. So that was nice. How long since you'd seen them? Uh, I had never seen my colleague. Uh, like he's been with my company for six months and I had never met him. Uh, but my other friend I had met, I met him in San Francisco. No, uh, Salt Lake city when I was there in May. So I met him before, but uh, it was Lake nice city to see his house and his wife too, and though, it? his cat. What? When Salt Lake City kind of a boom goggle? Salt Lake City was nice. That was that, that was a that was a like good that. conference. Oh, I thought there was something went on with the after parties, maybe or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, oh, the, after oh, party, the after parties there were like the, super. You had to slouch nothing. around to drink a beer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was uh, like there were no. So, so switching gears, you know what happened today in the news with our, our favorite former president? Supreme Court said, you know what? You got no grounds to keep your income taxes from Congress. You must give them income taxes. And it is going to be an absolute shit show. Because what this means is that he it's it's already known he overevaluated his properties to get loans and then reported them on taxes. He undervalued them. And it's all it's all in, in writing. The guy who was the manager of the company just was sentenced to prison. And and he said, I did all this for my own benefit. I didn't do it for Trump's benefit at all, which is ridiculous on its face. But they got the goods on him. And they named uh, this uh, Jack, what's his name? Jack something or other, who's uh, Jack White, I think, is the um, new special prosecutor. Maybe it's Jack Black. I don't know which it is. But uh, this guy, man, listen to this. His job that he quit to take this job was he was the lead lawyer on uh, on Holocaust victims for The Hague. He was the prosecutor for political, um, you know, uh, henchmen and whatnot. Imagine that, leaving The Hague in in war crimes to go evaluate Trump. It's going to be like, this is cake. Indictments are coming, man. He's going to be indicted for his handling of secret documents. They got to prove that there was harm. Imagine this. If I recall this number, there are 10 sleeves within which are held the top secret documents, confidential documents. There are a number of sleeves that are labeled as high priority, high, high confidentiality. There's nothing in them. What? The information's gone. Nothing up my sleeve, man. Uh, and some of it is about the nuclear capability of all the all these other countries. And uh, one lawyer said, who knows the stuff, said, when you understand the value of these documents, you understand why he took those. Those are the ones for which you'll get the highest price on the open market. Knowing other countries' nuclear capabilities, without a doubt, exception, that is the stuff that's worth the most money. That's assuming he's clever, which I don't buy. He doesn't need to be clever. He only needs to be smart. And he's smart enough to have gotten everything done that he's gotten done so far, including eluding the authorities for his entire career. Right. So... You know, evil, smart, um, lunatic, nonsensical, all these adjectives apply. But there's something to say about not getting caught for all these years. Not once. 
no, no punishment, no accountability. Yeah. Hmm. So I have, and so remember last time we talked about uh, who was going to win the, the Congress and the Senate and the House and whatnot, Dems, Republicans, whatever. Uh, I have a confession. Uh, there's this there's this website that they're about to shut down called predictit.org. And you can, on that website, in the interest of academia, uh, you can bet on outcomes of elections and stuff. And so uh, I, like four years ago when I was playing around with this, I had put like $100 in and I was betting on stuff and I had forgotten about the website. Uh, but it turns out I had like $175 uh, like available to gamble. And so uh, when the, when the, um, when the results were coming in, I I was because because I know that this website is probably going to be shut down within a year. I I was just like, uh, fuck it. I haven't I haven't thought about this money, money in a long time. I said I'm going to put all of this on uh, Dems winning both the House and the Senate. Oh, but, but but hold on. But at the time that I bought into this. It was uh, so the way that this website works is uh, the price is between zero and one dollar. So depending on what people think the probability is, uh, that's like what the price is. And at the time I I, I bought this, it was at ten cents. Uh, it, ten cents uh, to buy in. And if the Dems won both, then it would pay out, you know, 10x that at, at $1. Uh, so I, I put all my money in, into this and it went up and down and up and down. And finally I said, okay, look, at uh, 25 cents, I'm going to set a limit order. If it gets up to, up to 25, then I'm going to sell. And so anyway, uh, it did make it up to that, and I did make like uh, $300 on, uh, <laughs> on this nonsense. That's great. So That's fantastic. So anyway, uh, that is uh, that will cover our previous costs for the past <laughs> couple months of this show, <laughs> but uh, patreon.com slash happy hour, we can help. We can help. Uh, so anyway, uh, just to, it's kind of fun. Like those, those markets, like the, the prediction markets where, uh, depending on what happens in the news, like, oh, things become widely, like, uh, things become very popular or, or expected to happen. And then they don't, or they do, or, or they don't. And anyway, uh, it's kind of a silly Las Vegas thing that you can do legally for some reason. But you know that that sparks me remembering this movie I tuned into with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, the Australian who uh, you remember from uh, the other. Uh, played the detective, and we we remarked about these Australian accents that people hit, and uh, and uh, they're both gamblers. And Mendelssohn is a gam gambleholic, and uh, is convinced that Ryan Reynolds is his good luck charm, and they strike up a friendship that's kind of based on that. And I watched enough of it to be thoroughly impressed with Mendelssohn as I always am, but uh, not particularly impressed with Reynolds. I'd moved on to something else. It got, it seemed like it was going to get laborious. I wanted something light, but it's an interesting thing about 
betting. And one of the things I did was I want to go. No, I want to stay. I want to go. I want to stay. Listen, if the guy who next person who walks out of the men's room wears glasses, we stay. They don't. We go. Guy comes out with glasses. And of course, the winner says it's a sign. You know, good luck ahead, this and that. And indeed it was. I'm going to have to bow out. I'm fall. I'm in, I'm in trouble here. You'll have to edit this out, but I'm sick. Uh, yeah. I just got hit with a something. My throat, my head. I got to okay, lay down. Well, but uh, but good. there should be no uh, there should be no indication of that in the recording up till now. Yes, I will pretend that that was not a thing. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I tell you too, and you don't need to put this on the air. You can if you want, but a good a, a, a fellow I met who was a good guy, Danny Jones, just got murdered in Detroit. Fuck this past weekend in a in what may be a carjacking, but he had gotten out of prison after doing some time, and he was a leader in the organizing work that I was part of, and I met him and liked him right away, and. Helped him. He was an MC for this event, and I helped him out. He had some questions about how to do it, and shit. And I've done a lot of that, so I told him, and he reacted to it well. And later, we drank some beer, and with a bunch of us eating pizza, and he got all r- real red cheeks. It must have been from the beer, or as I remarked to a colleague, from the attentions of a certain volunteer who had her eyes on him. Mm-hmm. But I knew he had a good night that night. But anyway, he's he's like. I don't know, 38 years old, something like that. Fuck. So here's to Danny. Well, Danny. On a sad note. Hey, you have a great holiday, man. You too, man. Great holiday. I got a birthday coming up. Goodbye. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to get one of those little uh synthesizers that yes. I've recorded on at at uh, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be some of that in your future, you lucky dog. All right. Okay, that's it for episode number 167. You can find the show notes with some links to some of the things we talked about at happyhour.fm slash 167. You can help support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. And I hope you all have a lovely Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see you next week.